This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about the technology that affects us all, but few of us understand, presented in a format that can give you some basic understanding and the time it takes to drive to the grocery store. I'm Luke Covey, an independent journalist who's been writing about various technologies ranging from renewable energy to digital security for more than 40 years. I probably know more about it than you do, and if I don't, I will introduce you to those who do. This week on Crucial Tech, we're looking at the area of education. Uh, This is an exciting area for me because education has been a large part of my life because my wife is an educator. Uh, She's retired right now, but she has been involved uh, with uh, working with children with learning disabilities and teaching reading uh, uh, specifically to young children. Uh, So uh, we've always been kind of... uh, We've always kind of embraced uh, technology and teaching uh, uh, innovation from a long time uh, ago. And one of the things that lots of people like to talk about is how good education is in Finland. Uh, They talk about how well the teachers are paid, how well the the students do, uh, you know, the the test scores and everything that people. People getting an education in Finland get a good education. They always wonder, why can't we bring that here? Uh, well, th- there's actually a very simple reason why we can't have Finnish education in the United States. Number one, Finland is a small country with a small population. In fact, uh, there's about 100 times more, possibly even more than 100 times more population in the United States than there is in Finland. Secondly, it's pretty much a homogenous culture. Everybody speaks the same language. Everybody looks the same. Everybody has the same culture. There's very little variation. And so that tends to make it easier to focus an educational program on a national level. Uh, It's also uh, a reality that, well, when, when you have it on a national level, it's, it's simplified. In the United States, we have four different levels of education. We have the federal level, we have the state level, we have the county level, and then we have the district level. So we've got four levels of bureaucracy to deal with. So it's kind of hard to bring that form of education to the United States. However, Finland is also very big in the area of technology. They're uh, an engineering-rich country. Lots of engineers, lots of very intelligent people. Uh, Education is dedicated toward uh, rewarding people who want to go into the engineering field. So they have a lot of really interesting technology. And I had an opportunity in the past couple of weeks to go to TechCrunch to their annual uh, uh, pitch contest. And I got to meet with a bunch of Finnish entrepreneurs who are creating educational technology. And so I've got a bunch of interviews with these people. Uh, And there are a couple of them that I I wasn't able to actually get into uh, uh, simply because, well, I got into the interviews. They were great and all this. But because of the crowd noise, the the audio quality wasn't all that great. So I'm going to start off by talking about three particular companies. One is EMATH. That's E-M-A-T-H, which is a... 
an app for checking your uh, your work. You know how, how you go into an algebra class. And, okay, okay, you get you, you can get the right answer, but you've got to show your work. So, and that's where a lot of people fail. I knew for me, yeah, I failed algebra twice in high school. So, and I've got severe math anxiety. And what I got to see in this uh, this application is that you can go through each individual step until you get to your answer. And this application will check each individual step to see if you've got it right and if you've got the final right answer. And show you where the problem is so that you can adjust your work and become better at math. Uh, and that in itself was kind of cool. I, I made the statement, if I had this when I was in high school, I might have passed algebra. And then there are two other uh, uh, companies. One is called Reactored, R-E-A-C-T-O-R-E-D. And the other is Elias. And these are two companies that are using artificial intelligence to teach language. Um, Reactored will teach you 16 different languages. And Elias will teach you up to 50 different languages. Uh, now, for for Reactored, it was it would be probably more in the area of people in high school and um, uh, college who are trying to learn a language because it uses artificial intelligence to measure how you do on uh, on your lessons and how far you're you're getting, and then they will adjust the lessons or the application will adjust uh, the lessons according to how you've progressed and, and to work within your own uh, level, which is a, a very important part of education. Sometimes we try and push people faster than they can go. And so the best way to learn is to learn at your own pace. And that's what Reactor do, does. And so does Elias. But Elias does it on a different level. There are more for younger kids uh, in uh, elementary school and they use a robot. It's it's really pretty cool. Now you can use the robot. There are actually there are two different robots. There's a very elaborate one which costs about five thousand uh, dollars, and so you're not going to get one for everyone. Uh, but what it does, it will have the conversation with you in the language that you choose. And th then they have a, a second one uh, that's less expensive. It's about a thousand dollars that does the same thing. And then it just has the app. Uh, that you use on, on the phone. And again, it uses AI to gauge where you are in the process to help you with uh, uh, your accent, to help you with the, the vocabulary, with the grammar and that sort of thing. But it makes it kind of fun. And the, the big robot is kind of cool because if you get tired of learning your lessons, it will, it'll, you can have a dance party with it. It'll play some music and it'll, it'll have some pretty cool dance moves uh, or you can play games or you can just have a conversation with it. Uh, uh, and the second level robot doesn't do the dancing, uh, but it does play all the games and plays the music and that sort of thing. So those were two that uh, I was not able to come through with a complete interview with. But before we get on to the others, I want to introduce you to Anna Rantaferro Laini. Uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Uh, Finnish names are not that easy. Uh, but she is a, a program project manager uh, for the city of Helsinki, specifically working in the area of smart learning environments. And I want to talk to her uh, about uh, what that particular uh, program is all about. So let's move over to 
Anna. And what we are aiming is is that we have created uh, models uh, for companies, ed tech companies, to co-create their products and services together with teachers and students in Finland, from kindergarten level up until university level. Okay. So uh, we are aiming, we are developing platforms and test beds in the field of education. And as you may know, Finland has totally, um, the um, education system is, is almost totally um, dead. So it's a different case than, than in the United States. So this is a unique model that we have been creating. So this way, the products that the uh, ETA companies have, they will be better refined to, to serve the, the needs of the education sector. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the companies, they get really valuable feedback and insights on their products. Uh, their, their products will be tested with the best teachers and students in the world. <laughs> the Finland has, Finland's educational system is, is one of the best in the world. So uh, they get excellent feedback. They can also uh, co-create and develop totally new products together with teachers and students. Uh, and then, uh, of course, they can use the cities and, and universities as user reference. So when they have been developing their products together with schools, they can use schools and cities as user reference when they're marketing their products abroad. And that's something that's really valuable for us as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I understand about how that Finland's got a great education mm -hmm. system, but we're also a small country, yeah. homogenous, uh -huh. single language. How is that going to translate to a place like the United States that doesn't have a national language, is very large, and has a cultural heterogeneous aspect to it? How does that, how does that help us? Well, I guess that when you are, um, you have, you always need to, to uh, adjust the products that you're using in, 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 in different uh, countries. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Education is always culturally related, and it, it can't be transferred from a tran, tran, kind of a, one can't just copy the the, um, the models from one country to another. Uh, uh, but these test bits are something that that can be, uh, and 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 the, the models that we have been using, the best practices that we have been using when we want to d develop uh, tech products or or um, or even products that that are in, in the physical learning environments. Okay. Um, how we are doing that, that is something that can be, uh, of course, uh, benchmarked and, and so on. How many companies are actually in your, pro in your program? We have, um, at the moment, we have over 150 companies that have been involved Yikes. in our project. Um, and we have been uh, doing this, uh, this co-creation um, process for about one and a half years so we have had a good start and at first of course we needed to form all the processes because we can't just start doing co-creation yeah. uh, when we are working with public schools we need to have uh, clear processes and models and, and contracts and, and so on so that it's safe and, and um, Clear for everybody what we what we can do and we can't do. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why first we, we we modeled all we did all the modeling and, and made processes and now we have been actively co-creating with with. Uh, There's also another big difference between Finland and the United mm -hmm. States, mm -hmm. in that 
for you, preschool starts at seven years old. Uh, at six, yeah. Okay. Six old, yeah. Uh, in the United States, it starts at two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, is there going to? Can these products transfer over? And also, um, your your system is all publicly financed. Mm -hmm. But preschool in the United States is largely private. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do, do these things translate over? Yes, they do. I mean, um, even though our official kind of school starts only at, uh, at, at age of seven, and the pre-primary -pre school starts at the age of six, uh, we still have um, most of the children in Finland, they attend uh, uh, kind of early childhood education or kindergarten. Okay, so I've decided to stop the interview there. There's a bit more that we talked about. I also want to apologize for some of the sound quality. There was a lot of electronic interference going on in Moscone Center, so things kind of flow in and out. Uh, but our next interview is with uh, Krista Latonen, uh, who is the founder and CEO of a company called 3D Bear. Now, this is an interesting company. If if you know anything about Minecraft, which is a very popular game amongst kids and even some adults, you know, my grandson is just totally into this. In fact, he, for Halloween, he's going to be some sort of Minecraft character. But he loves being able to build different things out of Minecraft. And this company, 3D Bear, is uh, specifically focused on that idea and kind of takes it a next, uh, another step forward. So let's talk to Christo about his particular product. Okay. How it works is that um, basically with their finger on a screen, with a mobile phone or tablet or Chromebook, children can create mashups. They can, maybe they have read a book, maybe okay. they have read, read, read something in, in, the, in the history class. So they can recreate the scene out of that and kind of deepen the learning that way. It is super engaging, it's a lot of fun and children love it. So 3D Bear has been used in over 6,000 classrooms around the world. Right now 86% of users are coming from US. And educators and, and students frankly love it based on our data. And uh, some of the more popular use cases have been, well in history or maybe in, uh, maybe in ELA. Um, arts. ELA. So English language. Uh, okay. Um, and uh, for example, um, let's say that they have read the book by Anne Frank from Second World War. So they might then recreate a scene out of the book and kind of that way help them to deepen the learning. So in a way, what, what we are doing is that we are not trying to use augmented reality in a way that we would just give educators uh, a different channel, like a new type of book. We, wanna, we don't want to give them a book. We want to give, give them a pen that children can create their own stories using augmented reality. So as if, if this is an augmented reality, then you could use AR devices to actually walk through the scene that they create. Absolutely, or VR. We've even done a version of the app for, for wearable AR, but the most popular AR device right now in the world, well, it is this, or a tablet. Yeah. So that's kind of what most schools would have uh, access to, or Chromebooks. Excellent. And how much does this cost? Well, the basic app is completely free. That, that's what is so cool. And then there, there are some lesson plans and, and pedagogic challenges that are behind the premium wall. So, so the, the school districts will buy, go behind the premium wall to get the They, they will usually do that, yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. We've been in, in numerous app rankings, uh, pedagogical evaluations that have been done about 3D Bear, even studies. And for example, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation selected us to global top eight in category XR in education. So after this interview, um, 
Christo took me back to their booth and they gave me a demonstration of how this thing actually works. And as I said, it's, it's an augmented reality. So uh, you, you can be looking at your phone screen. That's what we were doing it on was a phone screen. And you can put the objects into place and you can actually walk around them and see them in different places. So when you go back to uh, the uh, the story, he was talking about how they took uh, the diary of Anne Frank and they were re able to recreate uh, the room that she was in. The thing about this is that you could actually go ahead and walk through that room. You could go into the, uh, the, the wall, the hiding place in the wall where the family would stay when the Nazis were looking for them. So you can get that feeling of claustrophobia. But what I thought was even more interesting, okay, this, this is really kind of cool. You can tie this thing into a 3D printer and whatever it is you create in 3D Bear, you can create in this 3D printer. So uh, for those of you who remember those days in California when we had Missions Week and we were required to build a, a mission uh, out of various materials and then turn that in, I, I remember some people, they would be gluing sugar cubes together to build the walls of the mission. Always drove the parents nuts because they were the ones that actually had to do it. Uh, and, and so it was more a grade on what the parents' input would do. But the thing is with this, a student can actually uh, import uh, in, um, uh, things from the different missions, you know, photographs and uh, 3D print uh, and create a 3D printed mission or whatever it is you happen to want to build uh, to, to scale um, and make that as your, your presentation. And it saves a lot of material. And uh, yeah, the, the nice thing is, is that you might actually want to keep it. I know all the things that we built for my kids, uh, we ended up throwing out. So uh, next up is a company called EduData. Uh, and I'm going to let the CEO of that company, uh, who happens to be uh, Laura Luomanen Giacola. I hope I got that right. Uh, very nice lady, and uh, here she is. Hi, I'm Laura from EduData. Uh, I'm the CEO of EduData, and uh, we provide analytics for education organization leaders uh, who are currently unable to lead with data, and organizations are not that data-driven as they could be. So we're solving that problem with our product. Okay, and what does the product actually do? So actually what we do is we collect data from all devices and um, platforms and solutions that are used in schools and uh, we wrap it up all together and provide analytics from all that data we collect. Okay. So uh, we also have, uh, we collect that data and connect it also to uh, student information systems so we can compare uh, school, district and uh, student levels and see what uh, what are the elements of digital learning in when teachers and, and students are performing well. Okay. So in that way we can compare, when we can compare the data, we can, uh, you know, uh, improve educational equity and uh, see what are the elements when organizations are successful. We also have ROI metrics, so uh, education leaders and CFOs of cities and districts can see uh, what are the outcomes of uh, their investments so to products. How, how does it collect this data? 
Excuse me? How does it collect the data? Uh, we collect the data with international standards. We use open APIs for that, of course. And uh, yeah, we have connectors to different platforms and devices. We have a very talented team for doing this. Yeah, that's, that's not yeah. what I'm asking, okay. A teacher is in the classroom. Yeah. What device is she going to be using? And how does the system collect that data? Yeah, okay, let's say that uh, in US, 40% of schools use Chromebooks. Okay. So uh, we get access to the Chromebooks, we see who is using them, when and where, and what they're doing it, what they're doing with them. Okay. So now, does this go out into the cloud? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is all built in Google Cloud. Okay. Yeah. All right. And how much does this cost? Well, uh, depends on depending on organization, uh, from six hundred to three thousand dollars a month. That's not bad at all. It's not bad. It's very affordable. Okay. When it comes to uh, measuring the ROI and uh, saving costs that way. Now, what what are the? Have you been working in school districts already? Yes, uh, I personally I have ten years of teacher experience, and, and our product has been in use in. 20 cities in Finland, and the area is covering about 100,000 students at the moment. Okay, so you, yeah. it's only been in Finland so far? Only in Finland so far. We have reseller agreements signed in Sweden and in the UK as well. Okay, what about the US? In US, hopefully, next month. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Now, next up is what actually might be my favorite uh, of all of these technologies. This company is called TinyApp, and I'm talking to the uh, CEO, Tiny, uh, Taina McCullough, uh, I, again, I hope I got that right, uh, who is the CEO. And what this app does is it helps teachers, again, it's measuring the progress, but at the same time, it's using an AI to uh, a, a to help them build lesson plans so that they see how the students are doing, how to put it together as a classroom, and give them an opportunity to evaluate the, uh, the, the lesson plans that they do for what is called preschool, or in our case, elementary school, um, and adapt their, uh, uh, their efforts and their lesson plans accordingly. So let's go talk to Tainia. <laughs> Okay, my name is Taina Mikkola. I'm the CEO founder of TinyApp. Okay. And TinyApp is the world's smartest pedagogical assistant for preschool teachers. Okay. It helps teachers to plan, assess and document the daily activities, what they do with the children, and at the same time improve their own pedagogical skills. Okay. So no matter what curriculum you are following or what subject you are teaching, you can still use TinyApp for your classroom and make sure that you take into account the children's learning needs, their interests and strengths and make the curriculum meet the needs of the child and not the vice versa. Okay, now earlier you said it's for preschool, but you also said it's for okay, ages seven and eight. Well, it, it depends on the country now, okay. what is the kind of preschool definition. Okay, so because yeah. so, seven and eight is like almost yeah. third grade. Yeah, exactly, but in Finland, we start school on the, uh, when we are seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it depends, and in Asia, again, it's a different. So, so it's kind of preschool, I think, here, all the way up to five or six years. Okay. Uh, is it so here in US preschoolers? Oh, pre yeah, preschool is 
five years old is okay. first, is first okay. grade. Okay, well, it's perfect for that age, but it works also with a little bit older children as well. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Now, how does it work? Well, you as a teacher, you have a mobile application and a browser version. Mm -hmm. In browser version, in the dashboard, you can do, you can of course manage the children and the groups and invite parents and all that. But then in the browser, you do the planning, meaning for the child's individual learning plans. Okay. You can do the group plans there. You can map every plan with the curriculum. Uh, then with the mobile application, you can record what you do in the classroom with videos, photos and audio. And you can link those also with the curriculum. So then you can uh, follow up that how well you are implementing the curriculum in the child level, group level or whole the school level. Okay. And parents can also have access to their child's own information there. All right, great. Yeah. Mm. All right, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So we're going to wrap this up with uh, an interview with Heiki Rusama who is the CEO of a company called Freed.com, and that's spelled F-R-E-E-E-D. It's three E's. And he describes this as LinkedIn for teachers. So let's go talk to Hake. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, hi, Louis. Uh, my name is Heike Rosama. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Freed.com. Uh, Freed is a discovery platform for teachers. So uh, our mission is to empower and help the teachers so we are building global platform for teachers so free connects teachers with their peers with the ideas and, and tips and tricks uh, by, by their peers and it connects them with uh, uh, best educational resources so consider this as uh, LinkedIn for teachers and trip advisor for education. Okay, so teachers who are looking for ways to change their, their own methods of teaching can go to Exactly, it could, that could be the case. If I'm a math teacher, I'm looking for ideas for next week. Okay. I find my peers who teach math. I find the ideas from math teachers. I find the educational resources from that field. Okay. And how much does this cost? Ah, uh, good. Uh, so free is a free, free platform. Uh, for teachers, so, so we, it, it, it's co cost zero dollars uh, to, okay. to use that. So what's, so, your, so, what's so, your revenue model? E exactly. So we, we, we work together with uh, uh, other educational uh, companies such as publishers who, who are uh, who have a, like uh, who wants to be exposed to this, this user group. Okay. So so they, they are kind of building their entity also inside Freed, so they can promote their latest materials. Okay, so so you're getting sponsorships. But you're you, not selling ads. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 no, no, not sponsorship, but consider that they get both. Yeah. They get both, as, as in TechCrunch, you get both, you get both in, in, uh, in Freed. Also, uh, uh, on top of that, we are also selling premium features for schools. Okay. Because schools might have a different needs. They want to also share, but they want to share sometimes with only, like, uh, among their teachers. So, okay. so we're kind of close communities and such. So, so, so we have two revenue streams. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I think the takeaway from all of these is that this technology that's being offered from Finland is not only inexpensive, uh, but it solves a major problem with the amount of time that teachers have to put in doing their work. It, it cuts that amount of time down. It, it takes away a lot of the busy work and the stuff that drives people nuts. I know my wife over the years, you know, she would bring home 
armfuls of papers she had to grade, and that was what it, uh, that was the basis of how she made her evaluations on the students. She hated to do it. Every teacher I know hates to do it. Every kid I know hates doing that that kind of homework and that busy work. But until now, we haven't had these opportunities. So when we have this, the people that say, gee, why can't we bring the Finnish style of teaching to the United States? Well, maybe we can't bring the Finnish style here because of various culture, language, and political differences. But we do have the tools available to us that are available to the Finnish teachers that can make our programs better. So that's it today for Crucial Tech with Lou Covey. This has been a Footwasher Media production.